My name is Graham Prowl, a member of the Irish Midland Ringing Group, and I do the Mute Swan survival projects for Dublin, Wicklow and Kildare. If you're ever down in Bray, you'll notice that nearly all the swans have a yellow-coloured ring, which identifies them all as individuals, and every swan has a history. Swans just fly straight, and they have to beat their wings very fast in order to keep forward momentum. Putting up all those cables on their flight path, swans follow rivers and waterways as a natural flight path. Putting them up on it is going to have a catastrophic effect on the swans on Bray. And the reason why Bray is so important is that throughout the survey area, Wicklow, Dublin and Kildare, there used to be lots and lots of swan flocks. So all our juvenile swans are concentrated between Broadmeadows in Swords and Bray. Recently in Bray, we had 125, 128 swans to have that many which go up the Dargle and fly back again in the evening with this new barrier, which, which is what basically a suspension bridge will be, it will have a huge impact. We have one line, one power cable across that area at the moment and it's still down swans. Yesterday we lost another swan, hit that one cable. Look, you might need a bridge there. That's for somebody else to decide but there are plenty of other designs without having to go for a suspension bridge with vertical cables. Why do you love swans? Oh, they're a fantastic, majestic bird. Swans, they have peripheral vision only. That means that they have their eyes on the side of their head, which means they have very poor forward vision. And with suspension bridges in general, swans quite frequently hit the cables. And when you're that size and you're flying at that speed, hitting the cables is certain probable death, but certainly being maimed. It's Pete Wedderburn here. I think the biggest issue for me is that they didn't even do a proper environmental assessment of the situation. But I've, I'm, I'm one of the vets in Bray and I've been treating and looking after the swans in Bray Harbour for the past 25 years. And so I already see many casualties where swans fly into the cables that go over the, um, the dart line, you know, the, the electric cables that the dart runs along. They're like one single solitary cable going along the way, whereas this bridge is going to have multiple vertical cables right in the path of the swans. And so it seems to me inevitable that there will be many swan casualties. This is a little signet. He would have flown in um, by himself because he's not ringed. And he's so generally, very friendly. Oh, they're all very friendly here in Bray. They're, um, they're like our pets. We look after them. A lot of them have been to the vet. Um, I think I could point that one out to you there, is Elgard. Um, he was a very ill little swan a year ago up the other end of the Dargo. So he was tube fed for over a month. So that's the, the noise they make. They make a kind of a sort of a snorting sound. They make all the, like, you can hear them there, kind of noise. My name is Marcia Nicholson. Um, I've been involved in rescuing the swans in Bray Harbour. Probably I would have started off on a very small scale about 15 years ago. Um, and then um, I just got more and more involved and got more and more to know the swans. What happened to this swan here? He seems or she seems to be injured. We've had it at the vet. Um, it has two old fractures in its wing and then um, it has nerve damage. So we've actually clipped the feathers, just to take the weight off the wing, and he's doing very well. I am on the side of the beautiful swans, really. 
but uh, at the same time this area has such awful traffic problems like the main access to Bray is very poor you worry about the swans and there's a swan right beside us very tame hello swan they, there's lots of them I understand there's about a hundred of them here at Bray Harbour uh, yeah, that's correct. Actually, recently there was a signet that got caught up in the park and uh, the locals got one of the people who looks after the swans to come down and rescue it. A woman uh, came along and she had a, what looked like a white sheet and she grabbed the swan from behind and forced it down onto the sheet, which then had a zipper which she could zip up around the swan and effectively she ended up with a swan in a sort of a carrying case the problem with modern suspension bridges is the vertical supports uh, are a huge threat to swans. They don't see them and they fly into them. Uh, and they need to have something similar to the tags you can see on the electric lines attached to them. And that makes the swans, again, deviate uh, and they don't crash into the structure. I know there's a lot of people in Bray who are very concerned about this. And as it is, we have swans flying into things and... Uh, you know, it's only going to get worse with the new bridge. I'm having a chat with Willie Murphy. You're down here at Bray Harbour feeding the swans. Uh, there's about 25 of them in front of us. Beautiful animals. What is it you love about them? As long as I can remember, I've been coming down here feeding them. The parents, the grandparents. I think anything that endangers uh, life of any kind is a bad... You don't think they need the bridge? Oh, I don't think they need the bridge. Well, they're just magnificent looking birds and they all have their little personalities and I'm with a group of people and we all take care of them as best as we can. So when we take the, the Samuel Beckett Bridge, swans have been flying into it because it's a suspension bridge. There are plans to build one right behind us. There's already a dart line uh, with power uh, cables and swans are already uh, flying into it because of their eyesight. Tell us, you've given me a leaflet that says, save our swans. The design of this bridge must be changed. Uh, suspension bridges cause horrific injuries to swans. What have you seen? Um, in the Samuel Beckett Bridge, there's a lot. A friend of mine, she's also a swan volunteer, on a regular basis, um, the swans fly into the cables because they can't see the vertical cables. Their eyes are on the side of their heads. And so they, um, they collide with the cables. Also sunlight would play a part in that, where they can't see the cables and um, break their necks, sever their wings, still alive, floating out to sea. Um, horrific injuries. And um, there's one of these suspension bridges planned now for Bray Harbour. Last count was 122 swans. They come and they go, a lot more in the summertime when they come in to molt. Um, and this bridge in Bray is over the Dargal River, which is directly in the flight path of all these swans. And there would be a much smaller population um, in the flight path over the Liffey, which would be getting injured on the Samuel Beckett Bridge. What do you want Whitwell County Council to do? Not build the bridge um, or change the design. I mean, swans are, um, I suppose they've evolved to be both water birds, land birds and, and flying birds and so their eyesight is very good for looking around them all the time. They have to kind of scan the horizon looking for potential predators um, so they're very good at doing that but what, the eye, what their eyes are on the side of their head to give them this vision all around. So what that means is if, if, if they're flying forwards fast 
they don't see very well directly straight in front of them and that's why they're particularly prone to, to, to flying into objects that are well like cables that are that are narrow um, and quite difficult to see unless you're looking straight at them. This is a stunning part of Bray where we are at the moment it's a small harbour uh, looking over uh, the Irish Sea we can see Hoth Head from here we can also see Vico uh, Road we can see right into Kalini a beautiful setting and a home to maybe a hundred swans they're very at home here they're, they're outnumbering the humans aren't they? Oh yes, they do. There's a lot here. But in saying that, the humans come down on a regular basis. Um, a lot of people would bring elderly relatives down just to sit and look. Children down to feed them. Um, people that are upset, I know for a fact. Um, they come down and sit here for half an hour, just in the peace and the solitude, and watch the birds get revitalised and they go off again unrestrained dogs biting swans um, and that's that's a serious problem we also in Bray we see quite a few injuries of swans hit on the dart line um, and I would suspect that many of those um, swans were first of all before they got hit by the dart they probably did fly into a cable crash down onto the dart line and then hit by the dart but by the time they've been hit by the dart then it's difficult to separate out the, the, the flying into a cable injury so it's so we're not quite sure about that sometimes well, generally, common sense does win in the end, and it does seem to me that, you know, if you can equally easily build a bridge without lots of vertical cables in the path, in the flight path of swans that we know fly up and down there, well, why wouldn't you do it? It seems to me like this is something that, unfortunately, nobody thought about at the time, and because they didn't do a full environmental impact assessment, it wasn't identified. Uh, now that it's been pointed out that this is a serious potential issue not just for the swans by the way but also for the pedestrians who the swans are falling onto or or, or the, the 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 buses who can have swans crashing into their into their path so it's a problem for everybody um the simple answer is design a bridge that doesn't have vertical cables as part of the structure and it mightn't look quite as pretty but i think it would be equally effective the current bridge design looks like a swan net if you could design a bridge to try and trap swans well that's what you would do we have another swan now coming towards us. He's suffering from a condition I would call pink feather. Um, there probably is another name for it. That's a condition they get from mouldy bread. Mouldy bread yeast, I think, plays a part in it too. Definitely not mouldy bread. It causes this condition, which their feathers turn pink. They go brittle. They're not waterproof anymore, so they die of hypothermia. They so get what wet. So should we feed them? Fresh vegetables, greens, and... I always give a mixture of grains, maize, barley, rolled oats. And not bread? Not bread, preferably not bread. If it is bread, uh, brown and not a yeasty bread. Bread without yeast in it. Do you worry about them? Do you see them as almost like your, your pets? Yes, I worry about them all the time.